Hello there and welcome to March the 1st and a very dithy goel duid hapes to all of our Welsh counterparts, uh, family and obviously cousins etc because it's St David's Day uh, which is obviously patron saint of Wales, March the 1st, slowly heading into spring now, clocks go forward this month so uh, you know keep that in mind, days will start getting early and uh nights will start getting later so by what nine ten o'clock it'll probably be still sunlight anyways that's all irrelevant what is relevant is june 21st we hopefully will be back to normal fingers crossed so anyway welcome to lockdown confessionals lockdown three return of the virus with me steve lee or steve baker um so where should i start really um the weather's been quite nice actually the past couple of days but that doesn't seem to uh, be sinking in to uh, lots of people who tend to be flouting social distancing rules police have been doing their jobs and obviously you know breaking up groups of six that kind of thing that doesn't start till the end of march okay so if you can wait three four weeks without you know trying to flout social distancing rules then you can go out in your groups of six and you can mix with two households that kind of thing Right, but until now, it's only you, and you can only go out by yourself. So no coffees, no, no chitter chatter, that kind of thing. It's only for essential purposes only. Please try and shop by yourself. If you've got kids and you're a single parent, fair enough. Or if you are an adult that obviously has, you know, suffers from mental health or is disabled, that kind of thing, then yeah fair enough you are allowed one other person with you but don't bring the whole bloody family christ you know i mean you're putting everyone else in danger at the moment i mean they do have security guards at other stores that will be you know one person per household only mainly the big ones but people like me who is a key worker that don't have that hasn't had a job yet i'm probably one of the last ones to get it because obviously i'm under 60 i'm actually 31 in april which is slightly depressing um i don't have any underlying health conditions from what i'm aware of um yes i'm a key worker but i work in an essential store so far as i'm aware people who work at essential stores are probably bottom of the list compared to obviously yeah yeah your healthcare workers your csas your people that work in nhs uh optical assistants doctors that kind of thing people in the emergency services that kind of thing and and some people don't even have ppe now and we've nearly had this for a whole year this month will be one whole year that the first ever lockdown started when cases started coming over here in the uk back in what january february and it started hitting close to home and we were put in a national lockdown and pubs started closing 
and like all non-essential shops were closed and we, we literally had to stay indoors well, for what we thought was like a month but then it lasted two months and it lasted three months and I mean I, I me on a personal level you know on a personal basis just, just never ever want to relive that again and I'm sure none of you want to relive that again you know, we, we want to be able to give our friends and families hugs, you know, actually spend time with loved ones, go out and enjoy ourselves, go to festivals, go back to concerts, just going back to being what we did, going back to doing what we loved. But unfortunately, we're only, what, this is month three of 2021, and at the moment, all the things that we want in the summer between now and June 21st have all been scrapped. Glastonbury Festival's gone. Download Festival as of today has been cancelled until next year. So that's two years now with no download. Two years now with no Glastonbury. But everything else after June 21st, like Reading and Leeds, 2000 Trees, uh, Boardmasters, uh, NAS Festival... Um, Boomtown, um, all the other festivals that I can probably think of, that that's still going ahead because that's after June. However, in order to do that, we need to obviously stick by the rules. So Boris Johnson has come up with a roadmap, which starts from March the 8th when all the kids go back to school. I'm sure there is a lot of delighted parents right now wanting to send their little horrors back to school, especially nearly being home for nearly two months after Christmas. But then, I think clo- uh, schools closed before then, I think, what, during November. Uh, but, a little alarming news, there is now a Brazilian variant of the COVID-19, which... At least three cases have been confirmed in Gloucestershire, I believe. So we had the like your normal COVID, then it had an Africa, you know, South African variant, and now we're going Brazilian. And we we don't know what the effects are yet, but we can now obviously start looking towards June 21st hopefully and you know hopefully try and get this back to normal um they although the health officials are you know I'm just looking on the BBC website now Health officials are trying to trace one person in England who has been affected with a concerning variant of coronavirus first found in Brazil. So, so far, as of last month, there's only been six cases. Six cases of the Brazil variant. Um, But then the P1 variant was first detected in travellers to Japan from Manaus in northern Brazil in January. So, some people are still travelling when they're not supposed to, which is a no-no. Just something like, you know, what are the Brazil, South Africa and the UK variants and what will, you know, will vaccines work? Um, So you've got the UK and Kent variant, 
um, has basically been dominant across Britain, spread to more than 50 countries, and it appears to be mutating again. The South African variant was found in at least 20 other countries, including the UK, and as a variant from Brazil, which is detected in four travellers to Japan, which has now been found in the UK. Um, but hopefully now that both vaccines have started rolling out, they've now done the first four. Um, they've done the first four priority groups and you know we'll just have to see who's next uh 20 million people in the uk have received at least one dose and yeah the, the rollout is now beginning to expand to include those on just age 60 and above and those with underlying health conditions the rest of the over 50s will follow and the government with the government aiming to offer everyone in priority groups five to nine a jab by April the 15th. So nine groups will get the vaccine first. So you've got the care home residents and care workers, right? Your people over 80 and frontline health and social care workers. Um, you've got your 70 to 74s, cl- clinically extremely vulnerable people and your age is 75 to 79. That was between January and mid-February. So that's all been done. So they were the first four and they've been done by the end of february you had your ages 65 to 69 your 16 to 64 with underlying health conditions your 60 to 64 your 55s to your 59s and your 50s to 54s all right so that is currently ongoing at the moment whereas 20 million people have had the first dosage nearly 800,000 people have had the second the number of first doses administered each day had been steadily climbing since December, reaching more than 400,000 a day by mid-February. However, the current seven-day average for the first dose is about 358,000 doses a day. So, it's good. The government have said that they will try and get the, you know, the first four priority groups done by the well by mid-February so by what 18th to the 22nd of February it'll be done and that's what they've done and uh, now some of them are on the second groups um, and again that's speeding quickly um, but then just have a look now seeing what else can be done but as a whole it kind of looks like it's good news for everyone now on to the roadmap that Boris Johnson was doing uh, so let's see so the roadmap out of lockdown so for March the 8th which will be next week people in england will see restrictions start to lift and the government's four-step roadmap offer a route back to a more normal life the success of a vaccination program is one factor so far over 17 million people have had their jabs but by no means the whole story the public have also risen to the challenge of suppressing covid19 by obeying the law which 
to be honest. I don't think anyone has. They say they have, but I bet you down they haven't. Um, staying at home, getting tested when needed, isolating when required, and following the hands, face, space, and letting fresh air in guidance. There's quite a lot to read through. Um, but all, all of this information can be found on the gov.uk website. So step one, 8th and the 29th of March, right? So everything starts on the 8th of March. So we've got education. In step one, our priority is to ensure that all children and students return to return safely to face-to-face -face education in schools and colleges from the 8th of March. So whether or not teachers will be getting vaccinated or everyone has to wear masks, I don't know. Social contact, people will be able to allowed to leave homes for recreation and exercise um, outdoors with their household or support bubble if they are eligible for one house or with one person from outside the household. Care home residents will be able to allow one regular visitor. So that's okay. You know, so anyone that has relatives in a care home, you are allowed to go see them. However, it's only one person and it has to be like one designated person unfortunately um, and then three weeks later it all changes on the 29th so the evidence shows that it's safer for people to meet outdoors rather than indoors and this is why from the 29th of March when most schools start to break up from for the Easter holidays um, outdoor gatherings including in private gardens of either six people, so the rule of six, or two households will be allowed, making it easier for friends and families to meet outside. Um, business and activities. Outdoor sports facilities such as tennis and basketball courts and open air swimming pools will be allowed to reopen and people will be able to take part in formally organised outdoor sports. So anyone who enjoys basketball, tennis, you know, training for Wimbledon, that kind of thing, um, or like just want to go for a swim in an outdoor pool then that is allowed to take part um all outdoor sports i'm assuming football athletics um rugby that kind of thing can all take place outside uh, travel the stay at home rule will end on the 29th of march but many restrictions will remain in place people should continue to work home work from home rather where they can minimize minimize the number of journeys they make where possible avoiding travel at the busiest times and routes travel abroad will continue to be prohibited so you can't leave the country other than for a small number of permitted reasons so if there's a death in a family and you have relatives so if you have a, a relative that passed in another country then obviously for specific reasons you are allowed to go to a funeral but I'm guessing you'd have to isolate for 14 days before or after um, holidays abroad will not be allowed um, given it will remain important to manage the risk of imported variants and protect the vaccination program the government has launched a new task force to review the global travel which will report on the 12th of april so not before the 12th of april 
So step two, businesses and activities, which will be no earlier than the 12th of April, will see the opening of non-essential retail, uh, personal care premises such as hairdressers and nail salons and public buildings, including libraries and community centres. Indoor leisure facilities such as gyms will reopen, but only for use by people on their own or in household groups. As will most outdoor attractions and settings, including outdoor hospitality venues, zoos, theme parks and drive-in cinemas. Self-contained accommodations such as campsites and holiday lets, where indoor facilities are not shared with other households, can also reopen. So, if you want to go camping, or... Um, I, I think you're allowed to go to like one of them holiday home things, which you privately own. I think that still counts. But that means you're not essential shops like your Primarnies and your TK Maxxes. And there's going to be massive queues. I can guarantee that now. Like, you, you want to go for, like, all the sales. And there'll be a massive queue outside. So... Like it was before, um, when it all reopened back in the, the summer of last year. That was fun. So I can't wait to see all the chaos again. But then hopefully, one in, one out system. Wearing masks, that kind of thing. Um, but again, it looks promising. As long as people start doing what they do. Hospitality venues will be allowed to serve people outdoors at step two, and there will be no need for customers to order a substantial meal with alcoholic drinks and no curfew. Although customers must order, eat and drink while seated at table service. Wider social contact rules will apply in all these settings to prevent indoor mixing between different households. So you can eat in a pub that only has outdoor seating. And that has to be done by table service. And you don't have to have a substantial meal with a drink. Which is fine. So you can sit on a bench outside, have a drink, sorted. That's it. You're not allowed in the main bar. But you can go to the toilet. Again, looks promising. Events. While funerals can continue with up to 30 mourners, the number of people to attend weddings and receptions and commemorative events such as wakes will rise to 15. But, again, it's going to be close family. Step 3, not before the 17th of May. So, as of, so part of step 3, no earlier than the 17th of May. This is social contact, by the way. The government will look to continue easing limits on seeing friends and family wherever possible, allowing people to decide on the appropriate level of risks for their circumstances. So, this means that most legal restrictions on meeting others outdoors will be lifted, although gatherings of over 30 people will remain illegal. Um, indoors, the rule of six or two households will apply. We will keep under review whether it's safe to increase this um, as soon as possible and by no later than step three. We will also update the advice on social distancing between friends and family, including hugging. But until this point, people should continue to keep their distance from anyone not in a household or support bubble. Um, <clears throat> business and activities... 
Most businesses in all but the highest risk sectors will be able to reopen. Um, in all sectors, COVID secure guidance will remain in place and businesses may not cater for groups bigger than the legal limits. Um, indoor hospitality will reopen and as step two, venues will not have to serve a substantial meal with alcoholic drinks, nor will there be a curfew. Customers will, however, have to order and drink and, you know, have to order, eat and drink while seated. So this was like the whole help out to eat out thing last year where they'll be sat at a table. They would have to order on the app and it will be brought to them like before. Um, Whether or not they'll be doing that whole scheme again, I don't know. But there was a lot of... uh, it was a lot busy, um, especially when I used to work in a in the hospitality uh, sector last year. Um, and then there are people that unfortunately don't have the app. You know, they don't have the technology to do that that kind of thing. But then I suppose they can have people come up to them with a little, you know, notepad, pen, take their order, that kind of thing. Um. Other indoor locations to open up in step three include indoor entertainment venues such as cinemas and child play areas. The rest of the accommodation sector including hotels, hostels and B&Bs and indoor adult group sports and exercise classes. The government will also allow some larger performances and sporting events in indoor venues with a capacity of a thousand people or half full, whichever is lower um, number. Um, and outdoor venues with a capacity of 4,000 people or half full, whichever is lower number. In the largest outdoor seated venues where crowds can be spread out, up to 10,000 people will be able to attend. So this is like uh, sports stadiums, like football stadiums, you can have at least up to 10,000 people or 25% of the crowd attendance that are allowed there. Or like your, your small concert venues, like your academies, like your O2 academies, that kind of thing. You can only have like, what, 500 people? I mean, you have to like try and like split them up into certain areas, I, I, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, but again, looks promising. Um, up to 30 people will be able to attend weddings, receptions and wakes, as well as funerals. The limit will also apply to other types of significant life events, including bar mitzvahs and christenings. So before step four begins, the government will completely review on social distancing and other long term measures that have been put in place to cut transmission. Uh, this will inform decisions on the timing and circumstances under which the rules on one meter. The wearing of face coverings and other measures may be lifted, may be lifted. So as long as, you know, we follow the rules now, before the 21st of June, you know, you may be able to go to a shop and not wear a face covering. No problem. Um, This will also inform guidance on working from home, which should continue wherever possible until the review is complete. So this is step four, not before the 21st of June. Um, 
social contact by step four, which will take place no earlier than the 21st of June. The government hopes to be in a position to remove all legal limits on social contact. Uh, businesses, events and activities. We are hope to reopen the remaining premises, including nightclubs, ease the restrictions on large events and performances that apply in step three. This will be subject to a result of scientific events research program to test the outcome of certain pilot events through the spring and summer. Where we will trial the use of testing and other techniques to cut the risk of infection. The same events research program will guide decisions on whether all limits can be removed on weddings and other life events. As we move through each of these phases in the roadmap, we must all remember that COVID-19 remain a part of our lives. We're going to have to keep living our lives differently to keep ourselves and others safe. So we, we must carry on with the hands face space, comply with COVID, secure measures that remain in place, meet outdoors when we can and keep letting fresh air in. Get tested when needed, get vaccinated when offered. If we all continue to play our part, we will be that bit closer to a future that is more familiar. So there you have it, folks. That is four steps uh, starting from the 8th of March going up towards the 21st of June, where basically if you carry on um, with these guidelines, we should be able to get back to normality. However, over the weekend, I've noticed that this isn't happening. Just because the sun is out doesn't mean to say that you should be able to, you know, have a mass gathering. And I know I may have said this already, but don't do it. Because you're you're probably putting yourself, other people around you at risk. And, you know, you, you might be putting all your families at risk. You don't want to do that. And then it's just once, it's basically one step forward, two steps back. And then we'll probably be put back in a national lockdown again. Or it'll be a regional lockdown. Or like a a one week lockdown, that kind of thing. Or a one month lockdown kind of thing. I know kids are, are roughly immune to the disease but they are more likely to carry it rather than have it so it all depends when kids go back to school on the 8th of March are there going to be more cases or will they start you know falling Um, I've not really watched the news recently in terms of uh, deaths so far But it's as of the 28th of February, it's there was 144 deaths. The seven day average was 321. And you could see that they are starting to fall now because the vaccine has started to roll out. Um, unfortunately, we are obviously over a hundred and a hundred thousand because we're now on a hundred and twenty three thousand. 
um, cases uh, up 6,000 to like 4.18 million uh, so just having a look within the last 14 days from the 15th to the 20th of February total cases in England was 120,150 so uh, it's getting there but not getting there um, the R number um, is from around about 0.6 to 0.9 with daily infection growth rate range of minus six to minus two as of the 26th of February 2021 um, it's now going down really really quickly it's gone down by 16,000 in the last seven days and as of yeah so as of yesterday the 28th uh, daily deaths within 28 days or deaths within 28 days for a positive test sorry uh, daily 144 within the last seven days it's been 2270 so that's down by 1144 which is what minus 33.5 percent so with these vaccinations roll out now again it's going down uh, patients who have been admitted by COVID um, since the 23rd or up to the 23rd of February. Daily there have been 1,112 and within the last seven days it has been 8,460 which is down 2,404. So again it's going down. Virus tests conducted. Uh, so since the latest data provided on 25th of February, uh, daily, you're looking at 731,410. Within the last seven days, you're, you're looking at 4,257,255 cases, which is up 740,000. But then, you know, you can now see that with the um, vaccines rolling out more people are getting vaccinated whereas you know less people are being infected um, so I'm going to have a look at this map here and I'm going to put in my postcode and I will see what our rate is um, six there have been six people that have had the um, COVID-19 within like since the last seven days um, to yeah so six people up one so 20% one pair you know so six people have had it um, so if I go to like for example like places like uh, let's see um, let's have a look at like places like London that kind of thing I mean you got your you know so you got different 
colours that represent certain things. So you got your yellow, which means zero to nine. You got your your light green, which is like between ten and forty nine. Your darker green between fifty and ninety nine. Your blues, which are like a hundred. Your purples, which are like two hundred, and then you got your your darker purple, which are like higher. And it's quite interesting how where we are some of the cases are a lot higher than others but then there are also places that haven't had information given to them so yeah it's really interesting just just having a look uh, so if I have a look in like say what there we go so if I have a look at like November there are a lot of cases there compared to like if we look in January as well So obviously now that the vaccine's starting to roll out, your, your rates are now going down. You could so like if you have a look between what September, November. If you have a look on the map, you can see that the colours are a lot brighter. Like you can see they're all like darker blues, purples kind of thing. Whereas like if you look now between, yeah. January, purples, blues, you know, whereas you look February, most of it's greens and light blues. So the infection rate is slowly going down, you know, the odd case here and there. But then now that we've got the vaccine rolling out, it should be, you know, not back to normal, but things slowly looking up. Um, but I want to go back to last year now, which I know some people don't want to talk about because it was it was really hard for everyone, including me. Um, obviously, you've only been at your job like what about five six months. And then you go into a lockdown, which seemed like forever. And then you reopen again. And it was just, it just was, it just wasn't great. It wasn't a great place to be in mentally, you know. And I had, I had to do what was best for me. So. I decided I decided to move um, from hospitality into retail, which now made me a key worker working on the front line. Um, and then obviously Christmas came about. You had, you know, non-essential stores closing again, like for the second lockdown through November, and it was just getting busier and busier. 
and then obviously Christmas been and gone, then everything closed, you know, it went from tears to now just like a full-scale national lockdown. And again, it was... It's hard. And it's not just on a physical level, it's more of a a, a mental mental basis. It, It is very, very hard. And if anyone out there who is a key worker that is suffering mentally you know you're not alone you'll never be alone you know i've i've got your back and i'm sure everyone else out there who who works alongside you you know your family your loved ones that kind of thing are are with you as well don't please don't suffer in silence you know um I'll admit, I, I struggled yesterday. I mean, past few days have been very busy. The weather's starting to get nicer. People are now starting to flout social distancing rules. What can you do? You can't exactly police it because therefore you aren't the law to an extent. Because you're just going to get a barrage of abuse. You're just going to get told to do one and... You, you don't you don't really want that on your conscience you, do, you, you don't really want to have people abuse you because you're doing your job um but if things keep going the way they are at the moment like with the vaccine rolling out and both doses are done before june like with the vulnerable groups then maybe just maybe we can actually go back to some sort of normality but in order to do so we have to make sure that in order for the nhs to do their jobs we have to protect them so don't don't fuck about you know unless it is necessary and essential then you know to do shopping or exercise that kind of thing then yeah do, do what you need to do until then please try and stay at home you know but protect people like me yourselves the, the the elderly that haven't had the jab yet because i'm sure that, that there's a 12 there's a 12 week gap in between your first and your second dosage because as soon as you've had one you can't have two of the same jab you've got to have one of one and one of the other and then i would say you'd be immune to it but then you need to realize that just because you've had one jab doesn't make you entirely safe because you could get covid between the first and the second jab and then you've got to go back to square one again and you don't really want to do that um so with all the students going back to education on the 8th of march i just want to say that best luck to you it'll probably be scary because obviously you've not been back since well before christmas maybe um all those who work within like key workers that have kids in school yeah it's probably going to be 
weird seeing all your friends again after so long. Um, to all key workers working on the front line, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's all I can say. And we'll probably see what's new come April. And I'll be back here in 30 days from now on the 1st of April. And um, yeah, we'll see you for another episode. So that has been the March edition or March Madness, as I'd like to call it. Of Not Dark Confessionals with me, Steve Baker. I will see you on April the 1st. And yeah, have a good day. I'll speak to you soon. Until then, to for now.